Welcome to The Savvy Session, your go-to podcast about elevating your life and business, sprinkled with a little bit of fun. This podcast is brought to you by Elevate Performance Solutions and Revolu IT Services. And now, here are your hosts, Kirsten Ramos and Paula Kircher. Hello, and welcome back to The Savvy Session. And I'm Paula Kircher, co-host of this podcast. Since the month of May is Skin Cancer Awareness Month, we thought it would be important to have an open dialogue around the importance of getting an annual skin exam. And since summer weather and swimsuits are around the corner, is a perfect time and reminder to protect your skin. Yes, and today we are joined by Dr. Kelly Bergren, a board-certified dermatologist based in the Chicago suburb of Wheaton. Her specialties include skin cancer prevention, mole and cyst removal, acne treatment, rosacea, treating dermatitis, and also cosmetic dermatology, such as Botox, laser treatments, and fillers. On top of all this, Dr. Bergeron is also a mom of three kiddos who loves to read and head up north to Wisconsin to relax. Hello, and welcome, Dr. Bergeron. Thank you so much. Happy to be here. Well, just a little background on Dr. B. She, she did approve me calling her that. So thank yes. you. Kelly, that. <laughs> she is my personal dermatologist. I actually just saw her a few weeks ago for my own personal skin exam appointment and have been one of her patients for over 10 years. And I can tell you, she is definitely one of the best. She's always warm and caring and makes you feel comfortable in making the right choice for your skin. Kelly, I know you and I've talked in the past about your own personal experience with melanoma and was wondering if you could share with us and our audience on your story on being diagnosed with melanoma. Yes, absolutely. Um, You know, I always thought I became a dermatologist because I had terrible acne when I was a teenager. I did Accutane and I thought that changed my life enough to choose my life path. But, um, but I also got melanoma when I was 42. So I was in the right profession um, for that as well. Um, it was April 2017. Um, and it was a Friday night. And my husband um, said to me, you have a new black mole um, behind your knee. And I said, what? Uh, what are you talking about? So I quick went into the bathroom checked it out and um, basically my heart dropped I could recognize it right away um, so so yes I um, I have a biopsy kit uh, in my car because sometimes we get called to the hospital to do consults so I um, went into the kitchen and decided to remove it that Friday night um, my husband did offer to do it um, but I said no no I got this you know so um, so I biopsied it that night and then I got to stare at it in the little bottle all weekend before I could drop it off with pathology on Monday. Um, But then uh, Wednesday, uh, the pathologist called me and he was like, Hey, Kelly, it is a melanoma. And you know, it's a stage one. And there's, there's basically five stages, zero to five, zero to four, I'm sorry. So mine was a stage one. So it was a little invasive, but not a lot. Um, And it kind of developed out of nowhere. I mean, I was on spring break the month before I was with a lot of doctor friends, they never noticed it. So about half of melanomas come from nothing. And then about half come from a mole that's changing. So mine must have come from just totally normal skin. Um, So then I had to get I had it excised. um, And with it being behind my knee, I mean, there was no way they could stitch it 
closed because every time I you know, bent my knee, it would open. So I had this big gaping hole um, behind my knee that took about six months to close. Um, but my nurses, I was joke around. I did not take a day off of work for it. Um, I was like, I just didn't want to stew at home. So I just thought, okay, there's nothing like coming back to work and, um, you know, having this done, you know, just having this done and diagnosing others early with it, you know? Um, so yeah, and then just, you know, getting my skin exams, um, I kind of rotate between my physician assistants. So I get a couple set of eyes on me every year. Um, I've ha- probably had like 30 moles removed um, in total. Um, but, um, and some are atypical, which is sometimes can be a precursor, um, sometimes not. Um, but yeah, the further you get away from it, the more comfort you have with it. Um, you know, all day in clinic, people will go, okay, this is a basal or squamous cell. This isn't the one you die of. Right. And I, you know, took me a little bit to get past that commentary, you know, um, because so many people hear the, the bad, the, the sad stories with melanoma, but in essence, I I've only had two patients die of melanoma in my career. I mean, but thousands who have had melanoma. So yeah. it's, it's a very preventable, treatable thing when you catch it early, you know? So, so that's kind of my story with it. Well, and Kelly, it's amazing that it showed that within a month, you had been right. with other professionals that right. know the signs. Within a month, it developed and your husband was able to recognize it. I think that's the, you know just further proof of getting those those skin, you know, the skin analysis every year, because right. you never know how quickly something could develop. And of course, if you see something. Making right. sure you you immediately say, "Hey, this is weird. I haven't seen this before. I need to get in uh, exactly. before it, it escalates even further." Well, and that's kind of like you know when people get their skin exams yearly, we always say do monthly skin exams, you know, or like you know when, with mammograms, you get a yearly mammogram, but it's mm-hmm. good to do a monthly breast check, you know. Correct. So things yes. can change. You feel pretty safe, you know, getting things done once a year, but you still have to have your eyes and ears out, you know. Yeah, and for sure, Kelly. And, and in, then my, I have a personal story too, like skin cancer. And mine is in regards to a slow going, a slow growing cancer, and that I was diagnosed with basal cell carcinoma about five years ago. And I'll be honest, I've always heard the stories, like Kelly said, about melanoma. I didn't know what basal cell was, and what I can tell you is that. It wasn't. It isn't what you generally expect. What skin cancer looks like. It was not a mole. And what I thought I had was a dry patch of skin on the top of my forehead. So luckily, I do go for an annual skin exam. And Dr. Bergram was the first to catch it and have it be tested. And the test results did confirm that it was basal cell carcinoma. And so for that, the next steps was to go to have Mo surgery performed and to make sure that the margins were clear of skin cancer. So that's another story there too, that it's not always what you typically expect. So I appreciate that she caught it so quickly, you know, for it. And then I did have, after having that surgery, I did have dinner with my sister and her friends and I was telling them the story, sharing the story of this. And one of my sister's friends actually had a dry patch of skin on her forehead as well. 
And I told her, you know, be in her best interest. She didn't normally go and see the dermatologist. So I thought, well, you might just want to get it checked just to confirm. And it was also basal cell as well. So she appreciates to this day that I shared that story with her. So I'm a huge proponent today about sharing my story and talking more about skin cancer awareness with my family and friends. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you're, you know, basal cells, they're so, so common and they, they typically just look like a textural change or a dry patch of skin mm-hmm. or, you know, a pimple that's taken a little too long to heal. So yeah, those are, those are tough ones because they're not at all what you would read in a textbook, you know? And the same thing with melanoma, you know, everybody says, oh, the A, B, C, D, E's of melanoma, the asymmetry, the border, the color, bigger than a pencil head eraser, evolving, changing. But, but the thing is a lot of those, you know, I tell people look for a black Sharpie marker, look for a mole that doesn't match all your other mole. Because if if you wait for something to match the ABCD ease of melanoma, it, it can be a more aggressive skin cancer. So, so sometimes I tell people the two most important things are ugly duckling moles and pimples that aren't healing. Those are the two look for, you know? Yeah. Yeah, really, really solid advice there. Uh, you know, because yeah. I know, uh, uh, you know, people do. They think, oh, okay, it's got to be a mole, or it's or it's got to be something, you know, in particular. When it could be something, you're just like, oh, this, you know, like you said, a, a pimple that just won't won't go away. So I I right. love that advice. And Kelly, I know as as a teen, I I was very prone to frequent the tanning beds. Uh, and I would frequent these, my health club had a tanning bed. I mean, you know, you think health clubs, no, my health club had a tanning bed growing up. I know in the winter I would say, Oh, I'm getting too pasty. Let me go be in the tanning bed, you know, for a couple weeks and then before vacation so that I didn't burn, you know, Oh, let me go to the tanning bed so I can not burn on vacation or of course before prom and, and homecoming. Uh, you know, so I, I have a feeling, I'm, I'm pretty certain that many other women that are around my age, you know, in their 40s, have had similar experiences. Can you talk to us a little bit about what I would consider the increased risk for those of us who used to frequent, or for some people, you know, I, I, I know some people still do go, go to the tanning beds. Um, no, no judgment here, I'm not one of them, but can you talk to us ab- about those risks, but also the importance of wearing sunscreen, especially for those of us that have grown up being sun worshipers. I still love the sun. I know in moderation, getting that vitamin D is good, but can you talk to us a little bit about um, those risks and the importance of wearing sunscreen? Oh yeah. Yeah. So, well, most dermatologists think tanning beds are the devil right now. I mean, they are, they are uh, pretty horrendous little machines. Um, But yes, I frequented them often when I was younger Um, as you know, studies show like 35% of American adults have uh, been in a tanning bed. You know Um, the good thing is the incidence is decreasing. I think the most recent statistics are only like eight to 10% of white high school female students have visited a tanning bed. So that's good. But, you know, and there's also legislation that's been passed um, in Illinois under 18 now is not even allowed to go to a tanning bed, even with parental consent. Wow. Because, yeah, I mean, ultraviolet and tanning beds, it's a known carcinogen um, basically, you know, we quote, there's more melanoma from tanning beds than lung cancer from smoking. So, wow. um, the, the risk is extremely real. Um, 
And um, using tanning beds before the age of 35 increases your risk of developing melanoma in your lifetime by 60%. So a lot. Um, So here goes those 30, 40, 50 year old women, you know, um, and why we see so much melanoma. And um, and then with the other types of skin cancer, um, it increases squamous cells by about 60, 70% and basal cells by 30%. And then you know, I always tell people that's not enough to get you. I mean, it's, um, it causes terrible skin aging. I mean, the ultraviolet A that's in tanning beds, um, our sun is ultraviolet B, A, tanning beds are predominantly ultraviolet A. And those wavelengths reach down deeper into the skin and they just disintegrate collagen. So that snapback, that elasticity of your skin is just shot. So, you know, if not for the skin cancer, the cosmetic, you know, um, but, um, and tanning before a vacation provides an SPF of four, like nothing, you know, so it's, it really, it really, uh, does nothing. Um, so in, in sunscreen use, I mean, it is, it is so important. I mean, you know, ultraviolet light is like the most preventable risk factor for skin cancer. And so using sunscreen, we always say an SPF 30 or higher. The problem is, you know, all day long, all day today, when I'm at working in clinic, people will be like, well, I use sunscreen, but I still get burned. And I'm like, no, you're not putting enough on. You're not reapplying enough. I mean, you, you actually have to put a pretty thick amount on, you know, um, to, to get that SPF that you're reading on the label. And um, so, so that's important. And a lot of people are really interested um, in sunscreens. And I, there's just a quick blurb about them. Um, there's the chemical sunscreens, and those are the ones that, that don't have zinc or titanium listed. And that's, those kind of act like a sponge. So when you put them on your skin, you have to put them on like about 15 minutes before you go out. And then they absorb the ultraviolet and then they disperse it as heat on your skin. And so those are, those are a little more cosmetically elegant. They go onto the skin nice. They, they have a lot of water and sweat resistance and things like that. Um, and then the physical sunscreen. So the, the, those are the ones with the zinc and titanium. Those are the ones that people call the white ones, although mm-hmm. they're getting yep. really good. Yeah. At getting more cosmetically elegant <laughs> and um, those act more like a shield. So like the ultraviolet bounces off of those. So, um, so yeah, they're um, and people who have like allergies and stuff, they have to, they have to deal more with those, but um But in the whole vitamin D thing, you know, I mean, we live in the U.S. where there is so much vitamin D supplementation. It's in our foods. So really, um, we suggest that we don't even say wait 15 minutes and go out. I mean, we we usually get plenty of vitamin D from um, what we're eating and drinking. And I know it seems like everybody's low with vitamin D and we all kind of do need supplements for it. But the incidence of vitamin D being low if you're a Florida resident versus a Minnesota resident is the same. So it's not really the sun that you're getting, you know? So, so anyways, um, that's my spiel about sunscreen. (laughs) No, that's great information. And I agree with you in in makeup too, these days. I mean, I think most of the stuff I wear on my face, it's like 50 plus SPF, which I appreciate. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And Dr. Bergren, can you share with us what the, to our listeners, like what to expect during an annual skin exam and the importance of making sure that you get a full body skin exam. 
Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, just like we stated before, if you come in for a spot that you're concerned about, typically that's not what we're concerned about, you know, so it's just good to get undressed and, you know, have us take a look at you. Um, the American Cancer so Society states that you should start getting them after 40. Um, it, the one problem with that is the most common cancer in 26 to 40 year olds is melanoma. So, mm. I mean, you know, I mean, really any age is fine, especially if you have a family history of, um, of skin cancer, you know, um, especially melanoma. But um, yeah, I mean, my nurse or medical assistant, they'll bring you into the room, you change into a gown, you can leave your bra and underwear on. And really just everybody, every dermatologist has a different way of looking at you, but really all skin surfaces are examined. We look through your scalp and between your toes because it doesn't matter if sun has hit the area or not. Um, you can get a, a melanoma in those areas. Um, basal and squamous cell are more in sun exposed areas, but melanomas can be anywhere. Um, yeah. And we just kind of chit chat through it. We answer questions, you know, it's really not, you know, invasive or bad. I mean, it's, um, it's, it's easy. And then as you leave, you know, um, you schedule your next year's if we have to freeze pre-cancers, we'll do that. So we freeze a lot of things that are pre-cancerous. So it's super preventative. And then if you have a mole that looks funny, we biopsy it. You typically don't have to come back for any of those things. So um, we just do them just at your skin exam. So um, I don't know. I think it's a piece of cake. <laughs> <laughs> and it is. I mean, I have to say, you know, I went to different dermatologists before finding you and there's a difference. And I do appreciate because you had told me when I had my first appointment that, you know, if there is anything suspicious, you do it same day. And I appreciate right. that because you said sometimes when you ask for someone to make another appointment to come back, that there is that risk that the person might not come back as well. So exactly. it's kind of twofold that it makes it more convenient that it's, you know, done there and that you don't have to come back or risk someone. Else. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and, and Paula, I think that's a really good point. A, a lot of times, you know, people, people will say, oh, you know, shoot, now I'm kind of nervous about this. I, mm -hmm. I'm not going to make that follow-up appointment, which I will say, like, even if anyone is nervous about, oh my gosh, I'm going to stand there, you know, half naked and in front of, in front of a doctor, it is, it's so much better than um, having to go through some, some really rigorous treatments in the future by not getting your skin exam, not getting um, that ability to, uh, you know, to, to check out and make sure there's nothing even precancerous. Um, so I, I love, I love that Dr. Berger. And so um so yeah, thank you for that. And we have we have one last question for you. Yeah. And it's a question that we are asking all of our guests on the Savvy Session. And that is, what do you believe is your superpower? And how do you think it helps you succeed? Well, so... Yeah, that, that question, I, you, had, you had told me you were going to ask me that before. And of course, as a woman, you know, we're never big into answering like complimentary things of ourselves. So, <laughs> so I actually asked my nurses, I said, okay, they're going to ask me this question. What should I say? And um, they said, hands down, your ability to connect with others, you know, uh, make people feel comfortable. No one's a stranger to you. Um, you get to know them. You truly and genuinely care about them. Um, so they feel comfortable around you. So, um, 
so yes, that's, that's what my nurses said. So I was like, okay, I'll go with that one. <laughs> but- well, and I, and I would agree I'm being your patient and that's why I keep going back to you. You do, you know, even though you, you know, thinking just in general, like, okay, I might be uncomfortable. Kelly always has made me comfortable. And she talks to me, you know, we relate, we're, you know, similar ages and stuff. And she didn't, you know, I can be, um, cause I did tanning beds as well. And generally I might not always admit that, but she makes you comfortable and doesn't judge you, you know, for something like that to share that information with you. And she does want the best for you. So that's why I do enjoy actually going to see Dr. Bergman. I don't usually like seeing doctors, but I do enjoy our appointments together. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Well, and I always joke around that, that um, especially for females, the dermatology office is the bit of a candy shop because then you have the cosmetics too. So <laughs> and skincare, everybody wants to hear about good skincare and, you know, and um, aging gracefully and such. So, um, so yes, it is. It's always good to get the medical along with all the other fun stuff. Well, see, I mean, I look at that as that could be the reward, right? It's, it's hey, right. come in for your skin exam and and leave right. with fu- fuller lips and cheeks and yeah. you know less frown <laughs> frown lines. I mean, I I see it as a win win. Right, right, right. Yeah, I was talking more like starting Retin A, but yeah. Oh, sure, sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 me too. <laughs> yes, right, right. Uh, so yeah, uh, very good. Well, Dr. Bergren, I'm so happy and lucky to have you as my dermatologist. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story and best practices with us. And for all of you listening to learn more about Dr. Bergren and her dermatology practice at Dooley Health and Care, go to the Savvy Session LinkedIn page for more details. A special thanks to Dr. Bergren for joining us today. And thank you all for listening. Stay tuned for our next episode on business, life, and fun.